0: hello and welcome back to my channel family tech where you get all the tech tips news and information you didn't even know you needed today i'm so excited because a stephanie's a friend of mine we've known each other since long before either of us did this youtubey thing um so long ago when we were both first married before we even had any kids
1: yeah exactly
0: so long ago um i frequently quote your husband who is quoting um, wedding singer and say, they were cones
1: <laughs> all there's the time. Just, there's so many situations where that just fits.
0: <laughs> it really does. So yeah, her husband used to always say, they were cones from the wedding singer. And and every time I say that, I think of your husband and I think yeah. of you. Um, but where we differ is crafts. Now I was I am what they call um you know to quote another movie Home Alone I'm what the French call les incompetants <laughs> when it comes to crafts and I'll tell a little funny story about this flower right here. Um I was at my friend's house and she wanted to like I was just hanging out at her house. She invited us over for like some crafting fun. And I am an idiot when it comes to crafts. And so we were all like standing around and she like had these fun projects for all of us. Um, and actually, I'm going to make us a little bigger. Um, had all these fun projects for us. And then um, so we're she wants us to make these flowers. And I'm literally like holding it and just not. Understanding anything, and she just she takes it from me, and she goes,
1: "It's okay." okay."
0: And she folded it for me.
1: Oh, good. Well, that's a good friend.
0: So I did not make this flower.
1: You can still say you helped. It's good.
0: Right. I looked at it blankly for several minutes, and then she just helped me out and, and took that over for me. So I'm so excited <laughs> because it. you know all about crafts. I know nothing about crafts. And just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started, what what your yeah. whole channel is and everything.
1: Yeah, totally. Okay, so um, I mean, if I go all the way back to when I was a kid, I loved puff paint and cross stitching. And in the fourth grade, my friends and I, we'd cut up our regular like school notebook paper and draw on it with colored pencils and stamps and make this pretty stationary to turn in our homework. <laughs> I did so, nothing of the sort. <laughs> so I've always had something like that going on. Um, and then, you know, not long after I got married, I started scrapbooking, you know, kind of when kids came along and there were lots of pictures. And so scrapbooking kind of led into discovering the world of cricket. you know, being able to use some kind of electronic machine to cut out letters or pieces that I could use on my pages. And then I made cards and then I expanded into, um, you know, adhesive vinyl and iron-on vinyl for shirts and hats and anything else that doesn't move. And then that got me into blogging and some of this graphic design. And you helped me out when I was doing my uh, kind of final project when I went back to school for web design. And so all of these things have kind of merged into what (laughs) what you see here. Um, So I love learning about new tech and crafting and then teaching other people about it too. So between my website And then my Instagram and my YouTube channel that I'm kind of trying to revive this year. That's the kind of stuff that you'll see from me.
0: Awesome. And on this YouTube um, video, if you look in the description, I will have a link to her YouTube channel so you can go check that out. Um, For those who are listening on audio, because I do upload this to my podcast um, every week, tell us the name of your channels and how to find you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, my blog and my YouTube Uh, Crafting in the Rain. And I picked that. So we live up here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, We lived here for, you know, maybe about a year when I decided to kind of dip my foot in the blogging world. And um, yeah, Crafting in the Rain, it just kind of fit with the weather that I was getting used to. And, you know, if you kind of want to expand that into something bigger you can say you know even when things are a little like dark and gray in your life i will go to crafting to uh you know create something that didn't exist before or you know something like that And so
0: I love that double meaning there, like crafting in the rain, because you are actually in the Pacific Northwest, which mm-hmm. um, I went to high school and everything in um, in Oregon, and so yeah. I'm well familiar with the climate up there. <laughs> totally. um, but crafting in the rain, and then yeah, like when your life is is dark and rainy as well, you can craft yeah. and and have have joy, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Find find something that means something to you. So
0: yeah for sure. Um, So let's talk about crafting tech. Like I said, I am the biggest idiot when it comes to all of this. Like most of my guests, I really have an idea of like what I want to talk about and everything. And this one was really hard for me because I'm like, I know nothing. So let's chat about your favorite tech tools that you use for crafting.
1: Yeah. Um, All right. So I'm going to say my absolute favorite is Cricut and all things kind of related to cricket like if i were to kind of point out a couple of things here um so over here this is this is the smallest cricket machine this is called the cricket joy and it's just this super cute little compact So you can do little small projects you can do um, cards they have some cards that are specifically built for this size of machine uh, that make it really easy and so that can be something fun if um, You don't have a lot of space or you want to start with something small. Um, The Cricut is just what I'm most familiar with since I've used it uh, the longest. Something similar would be a silhouette There are different sizes of the silhouette machines. And again, you've kind of got this this big range of things that you can cut and make with it, kind of depending on which version of the machine you have, which tools it can incorporate. Um, Like I said, you've got vinyl and iron-on. Uh, paper and cardstock, fabric, burlap, uh, leather, thin pieces of basswood. You can do some engraving, so it really gives you this big, you know, list of opportunities of kind of past some crafts you can go down if you want to, Um, or if you're like me, a little bit of everything, and so you design stuff in their software called Cricut Design Space, And that's totally free to put on your computer. If you're kind of thinking like about a cricket or want to follow along with a YouTube tutorial or something, you can totally get that on your computer and play around with it even before you have any cricket machine. So 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 that's kind of fun.
0: For someone who's an idiot like me, um, and I am familiar with cricket, but Mm -hmm. I know there's probably a lot of people that don't even know what you're talking about when you say cricket. So what does it do? And like, what can you do with it?
1: Yeah. OK. So again, with my little small one, that's the one I brought out because it's easier to hold. Um, and then you know I have another, I have two other machines that are probably about this wide. Um, so what you do here, let me grab one of the, let's see if I've got a mat behind me. There's a sticky mat that actually goes into the machine and holds down your material that you're working on.
0: Oh, cool. And look at her awesome crafting space. Like, doesn't that look like so much fun?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So this is one of those big setups from Ikea. And um, this is the part of my room that looks decent right now. (laughs) Okay. So, of course, I can't find it in my bucket. Okay. I'll just have to use my words. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) Right. Okay. So, uh, let's see. So let's say you have you want to cut out um, a little sticky label that says socks, and you want to put that like on your kid's sock drawer. Nice. So you're going to pick a sticky vinyl. Maybe you pick their favorite color. So in a Design Space, you're going to go and you're going to type the word socks, and you can um, pick the font, you know, so the style of letter that you like. Then you're going to take a piece of that. Vinyl and put it on one of the little sticky plastic mats, and so that'll load into here. And then this is the blade and the computer will tell the blade like where to cut. The rollers will come in and out so that you've got your blade making contact to cut out all of the letters that spell socks. So when that's done, then it'll spit out and you will peel away all of the outside vinyl. So like all of the parts that you don't want to keep, (laughs) anything that's not a letter, and that's called weeding. So You're weeding away all the vinyl that you don't want. Take out the little center of the O from socks. (laughs) Then you're going to take another piece of sticky material called transfer tape. You put that over the vinyl, and then you peel that up. So now you've got the letters stuck to this sticky transfer tape. So you're not all trying right. to pick up one letter at a time to get stretched, you have to yeah. turn it up on your own. You know, that's no good, don't do that. <laughs> so that would be so hard, one. yeah. Yeah, so you'll line, line up your transfer tape um, onto your drawer and okay. then press it all down. And those sticky letters are gonna stick to your front of your dresser. And then you pull off the transfer tape and now you've got, yes, yeah, so you've got this cute label and, and then you just expand that onto whatever other kinds of surfaces you want to do. So that's what your Cricut blade is doing. It's cutting. Uh, and then some of the other, I guess this one has too, a little spot where you can put in pens and it will draw, you know, letters or outlines or things like that for you too.
0: So That's cool. I didn't, yeah. I actually didn't even know it could do that. So yeah. that's amazing. Um, so yeah, so it's basically the best scissors that you've ever had, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It will it will cut out a perfect circle where I will never be able to do that with a pair of scissors. <laughs>
0: Same, like even if it's drawn on a piece of paper, and I've got oh like, yeah, <laughs> nope, it's not going to look as perfect as it would with the Cricut machine. Yep, there you go. Cool. Okay, so there's Cricut, and you said something similar. Is the silhouette? Yeah, right?
1: silhouette is very similar. Um, let's see, and then, yeah, I mean, do you want to jump into laser stuff yet?
0: Yeah, let's lasers. All
1: right, so, um, what's really fun about, like, the last few years is a lot of this kind of crafting tech that's really just been reserved for, you know, big factories, big machines, big kind of production facilities. Yeah are being turned into smaller personal items for home use. Um, and so I just recently got something called an X-Tool M1, mm. and I don't have it here because it's large. It's probably sure. about this big and you know would take up half my table. Wow. Um, a lot of times that lives out in the garage because if we're doing laser engraving or cutting on wood, it just produces some smoke and so it's easier to sure have that out the across
0: you don't want to set out the smoke detectors and
1: everything exactly yeah if, if it's just something you know short and quick i can vent it out the window and it's fine but right. eventually it would you know kind of catch <laughs> up in here For sure. um so so yeah so this is a machine that's a combo laser cutter and it has a blade also so it could do some of the vinyl and iron-on and paper that my cricket can do okay the designing process is a little clunkier, so I still prefer, you know, Cricut and Design Space if I'm doing something with vinyl
0: yeah. or something
1: like that. Um, but with laser, and then a lot of people have probably also heard of a Glowforge. It's another laser engraver, um, okay. a little pricier than the X-Tool that I just got. Um, but again, it's designed for people to have in their home for either just hobby stuff or setting up their own small business for, you know, laser engraving, laser cutting. Some of the materials that you can work with, with a laser. Uh, okay, this is where I'm gonna show off a couple of these. Yeah, show off. Okay. And some of these will have like either a blog post or a YouTube video that I've done so you can kind of get a better view of what I've got here. But this is um, just the wood earrings and I used a three millimeter basswood plywood. So it's just a light colored and lightweight wood. And I designed a little book shape and then put the words little women across the across the front. Cute. So my laser did all of this. It was a sheet of plywood first. Uh-huh. And I set it in there and then sent the design in. So it did engraving to make the letters. So that's what okay. makes them dark on the front. Uh-huh. And then it did something called a score line, which is just like a single, straight line of the laser Uh and that kind of gives the details of the book and then it cut the outline including the little hole where I put the jewelry um, hardware into. Wow. So so you get going with stuff like that and you can cut out little earrings from wood or leather, um, acrylic, depending on your type of laser it may be able to work with different colors of Mm -hmm. acrylic. This gets some a little bit even more <laughs> technical than um, than I've gone into, but just the physics and the science of what type of laser you have affects how it passes through or reflects in those different colors of acrylic and whether it will cut or not.
0: So I gotcha. Just
1: something for people to kind of think about and look into if they really go down, really go down that path
0: now is Um, it does it need to be like a flat surface in order to um go through the laser or like can I have something you know if I have like a water bottle I want to like laser engrave like what would I
1: yeah exactly okay so so far all of the stuff I have done is flat Hmm. but I do have an attachment that's like it's on my list of things to learn right yeah so it's a whole kind of tool that I set inside the machine and hook it up just right. And it will take a water bottle or uh, you know some other kind of mug or something and hold it and actually rotate it so that the laser can yeah put a whole design, a logo, a name. Um, So so that'll be really fun when we kind of jump into learning how that tool works. So yeah, that's totally, totally something that these machines can do.
0: Yeah, that would be super fun. One thing, like, again, my crafting level is zero. um, But I was gifted one year for Christmas a, um, like, a Pyrex, like, uh, clear glass uh thing. But with my name laser engraved on it, like my last name. So if I ever take that to, like, some potluck or something like that, it's really easy to tell whose dish this is to like re you know send it right. back make,
1: make sure make sure you take home the right glass dish
0: <laughs> right, right. and like so that's one of my favorite things that I have, and I'm like that would be really a perfect um opportunity for something like that laser engraver just engraving yeah. some of like your dishes that you're gonna take places and um and you know
1: get Your stuff back, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Personalization is one of the kind of biggest themes that, that you can do through all of this crafting stuff. Yeah, um, you know, I've, I've put my kids' names on the inside of jackets with iron on or heat transfer vinyl because I know it's not going to wash off, it's not going to fade or run like a marker would. Um, and yeah, and then you start thinking birthday presents and wedding gifts and housewarming and all of these different ways you can say like, hey, I was thinking about you like way before I came to, yeah. <laughs> to this event or to give you this theme. Like,
0: I didn't run and get a gift card on my way over.
1: Right. And not that there's anything wrong with that.
0: Right, right. <laughs> Do the side belt. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. So we've talked about lasers. What else we've got in the tech space? Yeah.
1: All right. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about, uh, printers. Almost everybody has some kind of home printer and there's actually a lot of crafting type stuff that you can do with a decent color printer. Um, and I feel like most printers these days are, um, kind of thinking towards like people are going to maybe print photos on this printer. Um, so some of the color quality I think has gone up over the last, you know, a couple of decades for sure. For sure. Um, and, um, so, I mean, different things you can do, you can combine, um, sorry, I don't know if you can hear my oh. dog through my mic over here. But <laughs> okay.
0: I'm surprised my dog is around boy on kid. the
1: floor. <laughs> All right. Um,
0: we love the paw people. It's yeah. Okay. Good.
1: <laughs> um, Okay, so backing up a little, if, you, if you're if you going to use your printer just kind of as a standalone thing, there are all sorts of things online that other people have designed that's either printable artwork or printable kids' activities, um, party and holiday decor that, again, people have already designed and have set it up in a way that it's easier for you to just print it out and you know, cut along the outlines or use your little paper trimmer or whatever. Um, so, so that's really cool. And, um, you know, there's lots of good brands out there. I'm um, currently using an HP just because I have for a few years and I have their instant ink. And so I know I can just print as much as I want and they're going to send me new ink when I need it. So, you know, so it can be a nice um, route to go down. Um, and then you can also combine it, like I said, with Cricut and Silhouette type crafts where you can design things that uh i mean think of like a cartoon image that's just all now one flat picture and you're going to send it to your printer and it's going to print it out and then it will just cut like an outline around the whole Mm. thing so like that's how i do all of my stickers so i've got let's see i don't know if there's a good way to like move this over a little bit better (laughs) so i have all sorts of stickers here i've got Taylor Swift lyrics and I've got, um, you know, other a couple of friends' quotes and just a little, like I have a whale, you know, for whatever reason. <laughs> um, and sometimes I sell the digital files of these, sometimes I sell the actual sticker, um, but, you know, I'll fill up like a whole sheet in design space and then I'll send it to print on sticker paper. And then I'll cover it with a clear waterproof layer. And then I'll put that on my sticky mat and put it through my Cricut. And the bigger machines have a special little sensor that can track the outside printed line. And they say, okay, this is the border of this whole design that I was just sent. And so now I know where all to cut on the inside. So so that's how the print and cut stuff works. i like having my color printer always available yeah uh let's see and then so you print it on the printer
0: and then you put it on the Cricut to cut it out
1: yep exactly
0: okay that makes sense
1: so i so i mostly do it for sticker stuff you can also print on paper or cardstock and you know and then cut out elements for scrapbooking or card making or little cake toppers you know all sorts of and you just like use that. the same
0: file in the Cricut application that you did mm-hmm. on the printer. Okay,
1: very cool. I'm learning.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. And then another type of printer that I wanted to talk about. Uh, it's called a sublimation printer. So, a sublimation printer has a different kind of ink in it than you will find in a regular, you know, laser or inkjet printer. And I've got a couple of these. So it's special ink and it prints on special paper. It's a very special kind of craft. <laughs> so <laughs> and special. And you have to put it, you have to apply it onto uh, you know, special materials and blanks that are meant for sublimation. But this is another one of those techniques that really just kind of used to be reserved for big manufacturers. And now it's coming into kind of the home craft world. So so I have a printer that has this special ink. And what happens with this ink is when it gets heated up, it turns into a gas. So that's where you get kind of the solid to gas state, right? So here it's printed and dried on this paper. And usually when it prints out, it's kind of dull. Like a lot of people will print stuff out and be like, oh, there's something wrong with my printer because it doesn't look like my picture. It's not supposed to yet. Right. (laughs) So then you will use like, you know, your little cricket heat press, some kind of iron, something to apply a lot of flat heat, with even heat, even pressure. And then you can put it on something that either has a special sublimation coating or a shirt that's a really high polyester count. And it turns into a gas, it has this chemical reaction with the surface or the fabric, and it embeds into that item. So while you can't really see here, I mean, this is a little coaster with some Christmas trees, but Mm -hmm. if you run your finger across it, there's no bumps, there's no edges. It's not like a layer of vinyl that's been set down. It's actually in the coating of the coaster. So you can get really cool colors, multiple colors without having to do lots of layers of things. Um, and, and it lasts a long time too. You know, if you think like you've got a shirt and you're stretching and pulling it, the dye is in all of those fibers. And so it's going to last as long as your shirt does. So that's
0: even better than like a screen print. Like, um, you know, people do screen printing Uh for, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Because that's going to be like a more, um sturdy i don't know like yeah, yeah, like i yeah. don't know what there's, words there's i'm looking
1: durable for and, and durable and long lasting yeah and, then, and there's, prob- there's, there's a couple little tricks that i like to think about when people are designing or picking images and fabrics that they want to put it on um you kind of think of these as like markers right mm. there's there's no white marker that's going to show up on a colored shirt right, right.
0: that's yes that's absolutely um
1: if you, <laughs> if you have a white shirt if you have a white shirt, or if you have a gray shirt, your colors are going to show up differently. You know, yeah. they'll be really bright and vibrant on your white shirt. Mm-hmm. They'll probably be a little more dull or muted, but it can still look really cool yeah. on a gray shirt. And as long as it's got a high polyester count, it will it will take that dye. It will have that reaction. Um, yeah, just kind of think about okay, if you're coloring, you know, markers on a black shirt you're not going to see anything, right? Right, Trying to put this sublimation ink onto a black shirt (laughs) is not going to work. You have to do kind of some other workaround of putting it on something else first. And so there, there are ways, but just, you know, as people kind of, if they're looking into sublimation, I feel like that's a good explanation of how to think of how, how the result is going to turn out.
0: Yeah. And that's probably how, like, so I have these car coasters, which are like, mm-hmm. um, a smaller version of a coaster, but fits in yeah. your, like your cup holder, but it's got like cute, like phrases, like make today beautiful or whatever. And uh-huh. it's like all cute and stuff. I'm like, Oh, that's probably how they did
1: that. Yep. Because it's yeah, like, that's yeah, ceramic. Great. You can, you can buy, you know, blank all sorts of things. You know, they've got yeah. the car coaster. Um, here's mugs. So like, yeah. Oh, that's so one. Um, garden flags and socks and hair accessories like all yeah. sorts of things that um you know have been created with the purpose of doing this um sublimation ink on it
0: very cool yeah. all right so we've got we've done lasers we've done regular mm-hmm. printers we've done the cricket we have done sublimation what else you got I okay. know you got
1: at least one this, more. This one, I for sure wanted to make sure we had time out. We're going to talk about 3D printers. That's exactly the one so, I was thinking. Yes, <laughs> good. Okay, so um so my husband is really the go-to 3D printer guy in our house. Um, he had a couple of <laughs> I've seen years the socials. <laughs> yeah. Um it kind of, you know, like it kind of ran its course and the, he sold those and then um just like anything else the the tech and how out of the box ready things are, it's just become more easy to get into, a little more accessible again. Um, so we've got a couple of new machines again, and you know he's remembering the stuff he learned before, learning some new stuff, learning how some things are better, different, changed, all of that. Uh, and so we've had a lot of fun kind of combining his 3D printer stuff with some of the different things that I have. Uh, so, okay, quick little overview. If you're not familiar with a 3D printer, uh, basically you get these spools of uh, plastic filament and you know they're pretty thin little, like a little rope of plastic. And just think about it, like wound around, maybe like a really big bobbin of, of thread. Got it. And, um, and it comes down into a little nozzle that heats up. And so as the plastic feeds into this nozzle, it heats up and melts and the nozzle is connected to uh, some arms, which are on, you know, wheels, little stepper motors that help it move all around. So it takes the 3D file that you've sent to it and, you know, kind of draws all these layers of plastic and it's, you know, going in and out and building up as it goes. Mm -hmm. And so... um, so we've created all sorts of fun little, um, so these things are all made out of plastic. Here's like a little dinosaur. Here's a little gecko that's all like wobbly and wiggly. Um, this is a little turtle that- Oh, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, So we've done a, fun, a lot of like fun little toys. We've, you know, sent them to nieces and nephews and stuff. So. Um, so that's what So we can do, you know, some of it's standalone stuff, right? You can make decorations or parts of costumes or um, a lot of things that people 3D print are accessories to work with their 3D printer. <laughs> um, and um, That's so, so meta. So meta. Yeah, e- exactly. Um, and anyway, there's tons of files that exist already that other people have um created and offer up for free, or you can buy them. um, Tons of, you know, Facebook groups or online forums where you can go and kind of get a feel for the science of all this stuff and what you might have to do and be ready to do when you bring one home. There's a lot of calibration you have to do, um, lots of troubleshooting. You may have several prints go fine right in a row, and then the next two or three all fail, and so you're trying to figure out Right. So, if that's something that sounds interesting, like you like doing that sort of thing, then this may be just the thing for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, some of the ways that we've taken some 3D printing stuff and combined it with some other things that I do.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. So you can see this guy here. This is a model that someone made of, you know, kind of like a Greek or Roman statue head, right? And it's Which all perfect flat. Perfect for
0: on the yesterday. Back.
1: So so it printed flat like this, where it had this layer here, and then it just kept, you know, building up. up. Okay. Okay. So then I set this down in a little um, acrylic tray, and I mixed up some silicone mold builder and poured it in all over it and made a silicone mold of, of this guy, of our statue. Okay. Then with this mold, I mixed up some resin and added some colorant to it and poured it all down in my mold. And a couple of days later I peeled out this guy that, you know, has kind of like this brown undertone and I put some kind of shiny powder on it. Um, So, so that was pretty fun, right? Take something that was printed, make a mold out of it, use the mold to make something else. What I like
0: about that is like, because some things that I don't like about the stuff that's 3D printed, I can tell it's 3D printed, you know, it's like this Uh plasticky, you know, whatever. But doing something like that, you can make it into whatever, you Mm -hmm. know, materials you want. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I
1: mean, you can, this this silicone stuff is food safe. Mm. So you can, um, you, know, you could print some stuff that you wanted to make mold for like little personalized chocolates or you know, little candy things that you could use a mold like that for, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it can expand into into a lot of different things. Yeah, that's um, so cool. Yeah, so another one that we did, uh, so this is uh, like a little letterpress machine. Okay. Okay, so everything you can see here that is purple or these little blue knobs up here, these were all 3D printed. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, and then like this blue kind of roller here in the middle. Okay. So he put that all together, that printed in some different pieces. It's got a couple of, uh, you know, screws in here to apply some pressure. Okay. Then we went out to the laser engraver and made this little guy, this is, uh, like letterpress linoleum okay so sent this to the laser and it basically engraved everything that was in the background so okay. it's making like a raised stamp Uh huh. and so now everything that's left is our little image of this guy playing a banjo right okay. so we've got those pieces then we took some um like letterpress ink speedball is a real popular brand Okay. So You take this little roller and you get this really thin layer of ink like rolled out on a piece of acrylic or something. Mm-hmm. And then you roll it onto your stamp. So it's just this real thin layer of ink on here. And then we've got these two layers of felt. felt. So, okay. so, you let's see, I'm trying to think. I can't remember exactly which order. I think it was like this. So you put the linoleum thing down with your ink on it. Mm-hmm. And then you put down a piece of damp watercolor paper and then you cover it up again and you roll it through. It's got this little handle crank here and it rolls through and gives it just the right amount of pressure. Yeah. So that when you pull out your little letterpress paper on the other side, that's awesome. This really cool thing. So wow. This is really fun. You know, when people are doing like their own little pieces of artwork. Um, and, you know, you've got a combination of all these tools. And a lot of times these will be done, like, with hand carving. Sure. Right. Like, people will hand carve um, with really sharp tools. I, I cut a big notch in my thumb in, like, <laughs> first grade arts and crafts class <laughs> when we were doing stamps like this. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. So, yeah. So, you've just got kind of this um, merging of all sorts of mediums and tech and you know then really kind of like old technology right like right. a manual press like this that has been created by a 3d printer so
0: that's amazing That's so
1: yeah, so really fun
0: so that just leads me to a question um yeah. between like the laser cutter and like the 3d printer if like i were to make like a rubber stamp what medium would you Like, that just made me think of, like, a rubber stamp. Could you make a rubber stamp with those tools? And, like, which one would you choose to do it with?
1: Yeah. So, I don't have it with me on the table, but I have done a rubber stamp in my laser engraver. Oh, okay. Um, So, yeah. So, um, because they make – it's like a sheet of rubber, basically. Okay. And, yeah. So, you send your file, and it basically is just burning away the rubber. Like, when you take out the – the piece, I had to take a toothbrush and, like, kind of brush away all of this, like, kind of gritty burned rubber. That was another one sure. that we did in the garage because yeah. <laughs> it takes Messed a long everywhere. time. Yeah. It takes, you know, two or three passes and the laser's going kind of slow, right? It's really burning away uh, yeah. some of the layers of that
0: uh, rubber. rubber. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, you get that all cleaned off. You can brush it off with toothbrush and then some rubbing alcohol. It's really kind of get it all cleaned off. Um, And then you could do a couple of different things. If you wanted to combine it with um, something 3D printed, then you could like design a little handle or something.
0: Oh, sure. Right. Right.
1: So like you've got a little flat thing on the bottom, maybe a circle or a rectangle, whatever kind of shape you made for your stamp. Yeah. And then build it up and have it with a little handle on it. And then you've got, you know, glue it on with some nice, good adhesive. Right. Um and then and then you can stamp. I just glued mine onto a little um scrap block of wood. Oh, okay. so, you know, kind of like, like the you know, stamps you see in the craft store, right? Where they sure. a block of wood. Um yeah. but yeah, and then I mean if you were 3D printing something too, you could also you know put some put some initials or like oh, design yeah. in whatever your stamp is, put yeah. a little picture of that, you know, on the top of your oh handle. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. So many things you can do.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what else have you guys, um, like, 3D printed over the years?
1: Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, we, we've we got a whole little bowl full of just little fidgety kind of things. Oh, you know, nice. So kind of like yeah. this little guy moves around. Um, we've got some little cubes that just kind of keep folding inside of themselves. Oh, cool. Um, or, you know, a little something you can, like, screw and unscrew. So, Mm -hmm. some little things like that. Um, With
0: that, like, toy, like, with the lizard guy, mm -hmm. does it print out each individual piece and you have to put it together somehow? Like, do you have,
1: like... No, great question. And, like, this still blows my mind about some of this 3D printing stuff. It prints all like this, and it prints, like, with the hinges connected.
0: What?
1: Yeah. I don't even know how that's
0: possible. That's
1: insane. It's, like, you have to watch, like... Some process videos to kind of almost see like how does that even not turn into just a melted mess on the table? Right. <laughs>
0: right. I yeah. thought for sure you had to put that together. That is yeah. insane. No, to there, me.
1: there have been there have been a few things that you know have pieces that go together, but a lot of them are designed to just print in one solid piece so that it can still move when you're done sometimes there's little parts you have to break a little bit, little supports or something that were built in there. And sometimes not, it just kind of depends on, on how the file was built.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: all right. So are there any other like tech products like hardware that we haven't talked about yet?
1: Um, let's see. I mean, not, not that I have used, I mean, if you, you know, you can go into like, the world of sewing and embroidery and all that stuff. And there's some really cool um, machines where you would use a lot of this tech and design type stuff, mm-hmm. as opposed to just a regular sewing machine that I use. Right, like I can pretty much do a straight line. Right, like that's what you're yeah. going to see me sewing. Um, but there are a lot of other, you know, higher tech um, sewing options out there. For sure. And and some people have like I said, you can cut. Um, you can cut fabric with uh, one of the blades of the Cricut. Okay. And so that's nice for like kind of small scale sewing projects. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have done some quilting stuff with that because everything just gets cut super exact.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, My friend down the road has a long arm quilter. And, like, Ooh, uh-huh. that thing looks super intimidating to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like to watch people use them, but I've never asked to step up and have a turn. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, me neither. But I'm like, wow. like, And it's got a computer that runs it, so it's definitely tech. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I mean, it takes up in the, an entire bedroom and yeah. it's mm-hmm. just crazy, crazy what yeah. you can do. Yeah. Um. So aside from hardware, are there any apps or things like your software programs that aren't related to hardware that you like to use?
1: Yeah. Uh, Let's see. All right. So, um, I mean, probably the one that I use the most that's not Design Space um, is Adobe Illustrator. Okay. Um, But it's got a pretty steep learning curve, right? Like it's one of the Adobe products. So, Um, It was definitely what professionals are using. It's what I learned in some of my school stuff. So so I'm familiar with with how things work in there. Uh, So that's usually where I will go in and design the SVG files, the format that Cricut can then cut out into, you know, all different pieces that I want of my different layers. Um, So I can, you know, easily manipulate fonts in there. Um, give them some different looks. To easily make them curve. You can do that a little bit in Design Space, but it's a little clunky. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and then um, another one that is, I feel is really up and coming is Canva. And I, I use Canva so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. So there's a free version of Canva and a paid version. I haven't ever upgraded to the paid version since I'm familiar with Illustrator and some other Adobe products, where I can kind of use
0: yeah
1: those instead. Um, but Canva is really great for doing um, kind of your own graphic design, or you know, making uh, flyers or invitations, or you know, um, graphics for your own website, stuff like that. Um, it's pretty user friendly, and and you know, if you get the paid version too, you've got a lot of uh, more you've got more options of things that are pre-designed in their yeah. Um, um which yeah. reminds then, me,
0: as you said, Adobe illustrator, uh, I okay. forgot to mention to everybody that my logo was designed by Stephanie. So right.
1: the family
0: tech logo <laughs> that I use everywhere that was designed by yours truly right over there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I've done, I've done logos for, for a few friends and businesses over the years. So, <laughs> um, and then I've also, um, got my iPad where I use oh, Procreate.
0: Okay, my daughter and uses Procreate. That's
1: pretty well. much the only thing I use my iPad for. Like yeah. I'm very Android just like you are. <laughs> 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 um but um yeah, I feel like Procreate is really fun. I think it's still just a $10 purchase for yeah, the app. It is. Um and so, you know, I've got my iPad Pro and my Apple Pencil. And um, I've done a couple of paid courses and just found free videos uh, on YouTube. Also, there's lots of people who will show you just kind of a walkthrough of, hey, here's where all the tools are, or let's draw this flower together. And you're going to learn a few things about the program along the way. Um, so I've designed some stickers in here. I have designed some things that I turn into SVGs over in Illustrator after I've drawn them. Um, and. And so that's a fun way to get into some art and drawing without feeling like you need a whole cabinet full of brushes and pens and, paints yeah. and um and all of those things. So, yeah. My um, daughter
0: is a artist. Um okay. don't yes. know oh, where she Yeah, don't know where she came from cuz <laughs> I have no artistic capabilities whatsoever. But as a like a very anti-apple house I did purchase her, uh, an iPad for Christmas one year and she uses Procreate with her Apple pencil. Um, yeah. and she loves it. Like, and I think that, you know, like you said, it's a really good tool for that purpose. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy yeah. to encourage her art, even if I have to purchase an Apple product. To
1: right. Do it. And there, and there are drawing apps that exist for yeah. different Android tablets True. and they're, they're, um, they're getting to where they're coming up to the same caliber uh, as what you can do um, with the Apple stuff. So I just, I haven't used them, so I can't speak to what's great, but I think there's, I think there's an Adobe. Well,
0: there's Autodesk Sketchbook that is really good. Um, That's what my daughter used to use before she got the um, Mm -hmm. iPad. But, and, and she even, when she got the iPad, kept using um, Autodesk Sketchbook for quite a while, until she like she started like dabbling in Procreate, and then like mm-hmm. now she's completely over in Procreate. Like she doesn't yeah, go back right. to <laughs> anymore. But yeah, like even that transition, she was like, "Ooh, I'm still more comfortable with this interface." Right, but I know,
1: I know where to find what I want. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So if people are intimidated with crafting, like me where can they get started? Like, what is like a really simple, easy project that like even idiots that can't fold a flower can do? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, all right. Um, there's, I think there's a couple of really good options. Um, one is to look for some kind of craft kit. Oh, okay. um, like, you know, you can check out um, Etsy, Amazon. Um, one thing to kind of watch for, if you're finding stuff on Etsy that you like, go search on Amazon and see if it exists over there cheaper. Sometimes (laughs) they'll they'll buy up these kits from, you know, Amazon and then just resell them on Etsy. Uh, So just kind of watch for that. But like I found, I found a few really fun little, um, just embroidery kits. Okay. And what's nice about that is you get everything that you need. Mm -hmm. You don't, you're not trying to figure out, okay, what supplies, what colors, like it just comes with what you need. And so it feels a little more, doable and contained. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes there's other craft kits and that's just the first one that came to mind because I use them. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can actually like talk a crafty friend into, you know, helping you with a project. Like, (laughs) Hey, I, you know, I want to make a shirt for my kid's birthday. (laughs) <laughs> right. I, I want to make a paper flower and I don't know where to start. Um, and whether you, know, whether you spend an afternoon working on some stuff together or you see if your local craft store has you know, craft classes or craft oh, night, sure. um, it's a really good way to kind of dip your toes into something without saying, okay, I need to go buy this whole laundry list of tools and supplies that I don't currently have. Right. And then you do it a couple of times and you don't like it. I mean, right. I've definitely been guilty of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, there's a few different little, you know, avenues of being able to get your hands on something that will give you a taste of, of if you like that. Um, another thing is, uh, you know, just making a few little handmade cards. You know, if you think like, oh, sure, um, cardstock and envelopes and a roll of washi tape and maybe some stickers. Um, and you know, whether you're looking at pictures for inspiration or you just kind of go at it, cut up a couple of things that have some of the same colors in it and layer them on with some glue and (laughs) write happy birthday on it. (laughs) Um, and, and that's kind of fun too. If you're like, I just want to like make something quick and have it done. Yeah. Um, you know, those little half hour projects can be really nice.
0: Yeah. So that makes me think of like, even I could call this crafting right oh like yeah. just putting a bunch of stickers on a, <laughs> uh-huh. on a water bottle like I I am a pro at stickers on technology and stuff so
1: yes, I yeah I'm sure you've got myself. a decorated laptop and <laughs> I
0: absolutely have a decorated laptop good I good I can, yeah see there we oh, go oh perfect yeah, yep that's my laptop that's
1: <laughs> so it's yeah fun. it's like I feel like it's kind of the grown-up way to, like, you know, show off what your hobbies are and, um, you know, things that you like now or liked as a kid.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I've got some, like, um, Care Bears on there, which oh, yeah, definitely perfect. kids, like, liked as a kid. I mean, sure, uh-huh. I enjoy Care Bears now, but, you know, not to right. the <laughs> extent that I did back then. Yeah, yeah I get it. Um, what about like, just quickly, what about crafting with your kids? Like, I, I think these kits is a really good idea. I mean, I am benefited from the meal kits, like, cause I'm also an idiot in the kitchen. So I'll yeah, buy No, none,
1: none of my, none of my creativity here transfers to the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's good to know. At least, at least the creativity can be limited in some yeah, yeah. Um, but what about like, is there anything if like, I just want to get started with something with my kids looking around the house. What do you think is a good way to get started?
1: Yeah, Um, let's see. I mean, it's definitely going to depend on age and kind of ability level um, of your kids. But really, the biggest thing with kids crafting is just letting them make something that didn't exist before, letting them play around with uh, Colors and shapes, and you know maybe the feel of different things. If they're, um, you know, coloring with chalk outside versus a finger paint inside. Oh, sure. Um, just all of those things are really good for you know fine motor skills and and confidence. You know, yeah. if you set something up where your kids making something and then you you know hang it on the wall or on the fridge for a few days, like that's it's a boost. Um, that's you know, so true. For anybody really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, some fun things to do are like um painting with q-tips. Mm. Right. So you take, you know, a few little colors of different acrylic paint out on a disposable plate, hand everybody a, a handful of q-tips. And um, you know, if they're a little older, you can maybe try and get like, hey, just draw, like make a picture with just dots. Oh, cool. If yeah. they're a little they're still probably gonna like drag it around. But it's just Again, something different to experiment and play with other than a paintbrush. Yeah. And other things that are fun for, you know, kind of even smaller kids, just get a bunch of different colored paper and you start tearing it up into little pieces and then try to build a picture with it. So when you glue down, like here, we're going to put kind of a yellow circle over here and, you know, you're gluing down all those for your son. And then you have a little, you know, blue stream in the bottom with some, green and then it's, okay now pick a bunch of different colors and let's put flowers around here so again it's just playing with these different textures and um kind of either creating something out of their head or looking at an inspiration picture and and making it um, and then if you want to be a little more hands-off again it's depending on the age of your kid sure. and what um you know what you're comfortable <laughs> with or whatever um, right. There's there's different ways to do mess-free painting um, I, I love when my kids were little, sending them outside in the summer with a bunch of paintbrushes and just a bucket of water. Oh, sure. So, or, or, or even like a, a little spray bottle too. Yeah, right? you spray things. Your brush, and that's literally no mess. Right. Um. So yeah, that's fun. And then, of course, the internet has a million ideas, which is <laughs> sometimes not as helpful as you think it would be, right? like there's It can too, get overwhelming, too yeah. Many. yeah. Um, so my suggestion there is to just try and be a little more specific, that instead of just Google search crafts for kids, right? <laughs> okay, you can get a little more specific with their age, okay? okay? Like crafts for toddlers. Mm. And that'll, you know, kind of narrow down your supplies and your mess a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then you can narrow in on certain holidays. Oh, um, sure. St. Patrick's Day is
0: tomorrow. So. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so you're going to find things with, you know, okay, here's how you make like a handprint shamrock or, um, you know, some of the, some of the cricket stuff. You can get all the pieces ready and have kids, you know, kind of put things together. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think if I had another brilliant idea there. Um well, along oh, those lines, see- you could probably yeah. even
0: Google along those lines, you could probably even Google like the materials that you already have, like, you know, oh, yeah. painting crafts for toddlers, you know, mm-hmm. and get super specific like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's things you can do with felt and tissue paper, pom-poms. Um, and you know, and there you're gonna go down kind of the kid craft aisle at the craft store, right? You don't need the super fancy, expensive felt balls and all the beautiful muted tones, right? You're buying like the fluffy circus pom-poms. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Um, And then um, I know like just when I was growing up and I saw my kids do this some too, they love to do crafts that they, they can take and play with their toys that they're already interested in. Yeah. So again, Google can be your friend here. If you want to like um, baby doll bed from a shoebox, you know, and you'll get some kind of ideas on how to put that together. Um, you know, when kids maybe get a little bit older, you can kind of just hand them a bucket of stuff and say, "Hey, why don't you um, build a park for for your toys to go play in?" Or um, you know, have them decorate a little background like, "Oh, this is going to be they're going to go visit the museum, so make a little museum here, and then we'll set it up and they can go." Um, So so that's kind of fun too. They get to be creative, but it feels like it has a purpose and and then they can still use it for a while.
0: Yeah. And that reminds me of like kind of the opposite being true as well. Like both of my kids have drawn a picture and I uploaded it to a website called Budsies and Mm. they basically created a stuffed animal of their picture. and like and sent them the stuffed animal so Mm -hmm. like they can do stuff like that where they draw a picture i mean it was fairly expensive but it was (laughs) a christmas present like we're not spending this much money on a you know regular stuffed
1: animal (laughs) right no i love that though
0: yeah and so now they've got this like super unique stuffed animal that they drew and you know and has come to life so like kind of the opposite where you're Mm -hmm. saying like they create something and then they're able to, to play with it. But yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, so I haven't done any 3d modeling, like this is not something that I've really tried to dive into at all. Um, but, um, but my husband started to a little bit. And so, yeah, if you get familiar with one of these little like sculpting mm-hmm. programs or ways to do this 3d design, mm-hmm you could do that kind of thing where, yeah, you take, you take a picture, turn it into something 3d and then print a little plastic version of it. So yeah. Yeah. yeah That's that awesome.
0: Fun. Um, well, this has been awesome. Is there anything that we missed that you wanted to touch on before we wrap up?
1: Um, let's see. I mean, no, this has been super fun. Like it's, it's fun to kind of get things out and be like, Oh yeah, I made that and we this <laughs> and then talk about how it works and, um you know kind of get other people excited about it too um yeah you know i heard i heard a quote a while ago and it went something like uh, you don't have to be good at something for it to be good for you and i have i have loved that um, i love that you know, kind of especially looking like this world of creativity right um and you know and it doesn't help that we've got TikTok and instagram and all these <laughs> things are like in 30 seconds someone made a beautiful flower bouquet right. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, can't do that. <laughs> right. um, and so, so we just kind of had to get over the fear of not being good when we start yeah. out and to realize, like, it doesn't really matter, you know, if you feel like you're that good or not, right? Like, yeah. you can be a pretty poor drawer and still get benefit out of doodling. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Facts. Or, yeah, or you know or any of this other stuff so yeah. uh yeah and just the idea that you can you can make something that didn't exist before hmm. I can work on something today and it's not going to be undone tomorrow like right. you know the laundry or <laughs> anything <laughs> else um so so yeah so those are some of the ways that I feel like it's it's been really good for me and I hope that some other people will get that same kind of message without feeling like you need a whole entire craft room full of paint and tech and glue
0: right right (laughs) i love that well make sure you are following stephanie crafting in the rain um she's got some great tutorials on youtube i was looking through them um even even an idiot like me can understand (laughs) a lot of what she's doing so and then on instagram too also crafting in the rain so um, yeah. make sure to check her out um we will see you next week on this channel um i don't remember who my guest is actually i think it's officer gomez next week which is really exciting he's a school resource officer um in i think idaho but um talking about kids and safety so that'll be really fun yeah. But um, so we'll go ahead and leave it here. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for being a guest. And um, hopefully someday we'll be able to, we don't live in the same state anymore. So we can't
1: get together (laughs) as
0: often, but
1: we'll, we'll make something work out. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me. This was super fun.
0: No problem. We'll see you guys next time.
1: Bye-bye.